you know, I grew up in California, obviously. So I think taking, I grew up a lot listening to kind of that Laurel Canyon 70s type singer songwriter stuff. So I think kind of a mix of that blend, like the Joni Mitchell, the Eagles, and then mixing it with the Nashville country music sound. So it's kind of a little bit of a blend of both. You get the songwriting and then you get kind of the, um, I would say the morals or the storytelling in country music. Very interesting. So then how does that translate into your creative process? Like when you write a song, how do you typically think about or go about that process? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the times I'll be out driving um, and that's kind of like my escape a little bit when I can kind of go clear my mind, everything's quiet, um, especially now living at home where I have, you know, people in the house and three dogs. So it's, co- it's constant noise. Um, you know, I go out to drive around and usually it's kind of the lyrics or the idea or even a, the melody and lyrics that kind of hit me. And then usually I'll pull over and either type it out in notes or make a voice memo and then come back to it later. And it's kind of that jumping off point. Very cool. Yeah. I think driving, it's something that we get in the zone for too. And it kind of mm-hmm. relaxes us. It's also nice for music. I really enjoy the enclosed space that is a car for music. It's a, I think it's yeah. a very intimate way to listen to music actually. And, yeah, uh, that's, and that's a lot of the times I'll be listening to even another song sometimes and a word or even a melody will spark like an idea for me when I'm driving too. And I'll be like, oh, I have to pause the song and then go to my voice memos and kind of remember what I was thinking. But yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'd love to just get into some of your songs then. Um, mm-hmm. And we can maybe just go into, uh, you know, sort of maybe the story behind them. Um, but the first one I want to start with is uh, Didn't Even Get a Goodbye was one, I, one uh-huh. of the first ones I heard from you. And I just thought it was quite interesting because the music video especially kind of is very nostalgia with, you know, a lot of the home, it's very home video mm-hmm. driven and laden uh, with you interspersed. What, tell me the story behind that song and what inspired you to make the music video that way. Yeah, so Didn't Even Get a Goodbye sparked when actually it's the second verse of the song where I'm talking about, um, you know, the kid I grew up with who went to the army and that was actually my neighbor across the street. Um, Every story in that song is a true story. And I remember looking, there was a newspaper on our counter in the kitchen and his picture was on the front page and it's like, you know, kind of thing like local boy joins army story. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember exclaiming to my mom, I'm like, I didn't even get to say goodbye. You know, I kind of grew up with him. We would go play like, we live on a cul-de-sac growing up. So we would go play in the cul-de-sac and all the kids would kind of get together like after school or on the weekends. And um, so that kind of sparked that didn't even get goodbye didn't even get a goodbye. And then I kind of just started to reminisce on moments like when I went off to college, um, that was the first verse. I didn't get to say goodbye to my parents because I was in class that ran late. And then, you know, a relationship that just kind of like dispersed, I guess, or kind of just slowly ended without really kind of ending. And then the music video, my sister actually kind of came up with the concept. She runs a production company called Refuse Reality. And so her and then our videographer or cinematographer, Alex Kawasaki, so it's Haley Ahern and Alex Kawasaki, they put it together. And then Haley, we always had home video clips. So she kind of pulled from those and made it a very nostalgic video because I think everyone kind of can relate in their own way to it. 
Yeah. And it isn't interesting. It almost becomes in the, in the general sense, like an ode to lost times that, that maybe just passed before. And you didn't even realize that they were gone until they're gone, which I think is a very yeah. common experience, whether it be, you listed a few of the main ones like relationships or, you know, just general people in your life or general times mm-hmm. trans trans, you know, going from one part of your life to another part of your life. I thought it was very interesting in that way. It's a nice, didn't even get to say goodbye. It's a very interesting, I think, like line to put on that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think it's something that people can relate to in one way or another, whether it be a person that they didn't get to say goodbye to, or even like, you know, I've had people tell me they're like, you know, I was certain things happened in my life where I was forced to grow up. And so even childhood where they didn't really get to say goodbye to that time in their life. Um, you know, and I think for me, like the biggest thing when releasing that song was just to make sure when people, if they take anything away from it, it's, you know, to make sure that you always tell the people around you how much you love them or that you care about them and really enjoy those moments because you really know, never know when, you know, it will be the last time to say goodbye. Very true. And I think a good thing to remember uh, as much as you can, especially Mm -hmm. uh, ahead of of time. So in terms of the sound of the song, how was it that you knew that that was the way that you wanted that song, given that's the story? How, wh- why did you choose to make it sound the way that it sounds, basically? Yeah, so, uh, you know, um, my, my publicist, Jennifer Linus, who I work with, she was, when we recorded that song in Nashville, we recorded it at Sound Emporium Studios. And when I played her the rough mix, she's like, man, it's a the Kelly Clarkson heartbreak song, you know, that kind of very like powerful, um, but yet sort of sad type lyric. And so that's kind of what we were aiming for is something to really kind of hit with people. Um, I didn't want it to be this slow, sad kind of, you know, want, want to make you like sit down and cry necessarily, but instead something that's kind of like hits and you're like, oh, okay. Like that's something that you know, I can relate to or something that's going to stick with me just because of kind of the force it's delivered with. Wonderful. I love it. So let's get into another one. Uh, another song uh, that I really liked was Sunday Driver. Uh, can you tell us the story mm-hmm. behind that one? Very different in, in, yeah. in, uh, in story, clearly. Uh, yeah. So Sunday Driver, um, you know, it came about when I was, I used to go out driving with my dad all the time um, on Sundays, which was his day off. And we would kind of go cruise around like back roads and he would let me drive. I was like 12 and he would let me drive on the dirt roads, you know, in his suburban. And one time I was driving, my mom was with us or he was driving and my mom was with us. And she looks at him and she's like, why are you being such a Sunday driver? And I was like, what's a Sunday driver? And she explained it's basically someone who kind of takes it slow. And so I started to write that about, you know, mine and his adventures kind of going out. I mentioned the castle in the valley. You know, we were in Apple Valley, which is the desert in California. And we kind of came across this castle that's like a filming location. So that's that lyric. And then I related it, you know, to kind of a love where it's like you take it slow and it's just easy and natural. And, uh, you know, it's a Sunday drive type of, type of deal. Very interesting. And so, yeah, I, I, I was wondering too, if you, if you came up with it while driving, but it sounds like in, it, it, it was more intimately linked to just drives you've taken, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Everything seems to kind of go back to me being in the car in some way or another. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's a great place to be yeah. in. 
Definitely. I've, I've never heard that expression, Sunday Driver, but I like it. See, very uh-huh. casual feel to it, too, as does the song, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so this- kind of like, you know, being a Sunday driver going slow and cars honk, you know, at the person going in the slow lane that's like, come on, get it moving. But, you know, in a relationship, sometimes that's good. So. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to take it slow in general, too. You don't always have to be in the mm-hmm. fast lane, uh, although it yeah. feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> So this is just a totally random question, but um, I had heard that you're a pilot. Is that true? Yes, yes, I am. So I've had my pilot's license for over two years now. Very cool. How'd you get into that? Um, yeah. So actually, you know, we we well, we have a ranch up in Bradley, California, and one of our neighbors was the first CHP pilot um, on California Highway Patrol, and sadly, he passed away. And so all the locals, the town is literally like not even 300 people. (laughs) So all the locals kind of gathered at the community center and they did kind of a celebration of life where the other guys who worked with him told stories and they even did flyovers. They landed a helicopter and they did aerobatics. And I was like, man, I want to be part of that community. That seems so cool. Um, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie myself. So I was like, okay, let me at it. Let me at it. And I came back to LA and I booked a flight with a place called Corsair Aviation and I just fell in love with it. And I got my pilot's license and then I got into aerobatics. So I learned how to fly upside down and do flips and everything. So that's been fun, but yeah. Wow. All in two years too. That's a cool, that's a quick amount of time to be going from uh, starting off to uh, doing flips. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I looked at it like it's going to make me a stronger, safer pilot, kind of knowing the plane's limitations. But it also kind of got me over any fears I have in the plane as well, because I'm like, okay, it's, you know, everything is within my control as long as I know what the plane can handle and not. Sure. And once you've done a flip, I'm sure even the next scariest thing is a lot lesser. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like a bump and, you know, turbulence or something. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. And at least I'm not like spinning out of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, I I feel like this has been teed up very well throughout the conversation, but you know, you've Mm -hmm. obviously been very active in 2021 and, and namely with, you know, Bradley uh, and the release of Bradley, which as you've described it is sort of more of a soulful, heartfelt pop country um mm-hmm. and obviously it's it's a teaser for your upcoming ep so maybe you can just tell us a little bit now about bradley which we've teased nicely throughout this conversation uh-huh. <laughs> tell me more about bradley and the upcoming ep okay yeah so bradley is definitely a country love song um i wrote it you know you when listeners listen to it they'll be like, oh, Bradley, it's a guy, it's someone in her life. But really, I actually wrote it about our ranch up um, in Central California. And that's always been the place for me that I feel completely at peace where I don't have to run. And that's actually the title of the EP. It's a lyric in Bradley called Where I Run. And it's kind of, you know, every song in the EP, whether it's Sunday Driver or Didn't Even Get a Goodbye or Bradley, it all has this sort of running motion, whether it be to or from a relationship, to or from a place, to or from, you know, a person or time in my life, whatever it is, it's all this sort of running motion. So where I run is the lyric in Bradley, to your arms is where I run. And, you know, in Bradley, the arms is 
the property lines of the ranch and every lyric kind of draws back to you know the scenery on the ranch so I can smell the oak in your hair we would do bonfires so that's kind of like you know the smell of the oak over the grass and then um I get lost on the roads inside your eyes that's you know the roads on the ranch so everything kind of is personified wonderful and so how how is this going to play into the larger narrative of of your upcoming ep because i know it's it's called where i run so clearly mm-hmm. bradley's and and the and the story that runs through bradley is is very tightly woven into that ep but what what is the more broad story given that foundation of bradley yeah so where i run uh well bradley is the first track that's going to be on the ep looking at it in order so it kind of sets up that you know where i run it announces basically in the song the title of the ep and then it sets up for kind of everything to come so especially in 2020 i spent a lot of time up at the ranch in bradley and i think that's a great way to kind of kick off the ep is the place that i'm at now and the place that i always feel like i can be at and it sets up for you know sunday driver where i'm going and i'm kind of going away for some from something or didn't even get a goodbye is kind of a past looking back just a dance is also going to be on that that i released in 2019 and that's kind of running from a relationship so it kind of sets up all these it almost starts from the present and then skips around different time periods in my life um that have to do with running very interesting yeah we're i'm excited to uh to give it a listen when does that come out again the the uh, the ep um, so sometime this year, we're kind of still working on a timeline, hopefully within the next several months, um, you know, definitely before the holidays, <laughs> Okay, great. but you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, working through the curveballs a little bit. Yeah. Um, to ca- it's kind of in a way going back, but you know, you mentioned, you know, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson as someone who, you know, you sounded like on, on, on one of your early songs, but have you, do you have any inspirations or any other artists that you listened to growing up or that you've been listening to now that, that inspire you that people should check out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I listened a lot to the Eagles, Jackson Brown, Joni Mitchell, that whole seventies Laurel Canyon singer songwriter type of deal. Uh, my dad was a big Glenn Campbell fan. So that I think jumped me into the country field. Um, you know, I listened a lot to Rascal Flatts and I think they really influenced my writing style and also some of the vocal riffs I use in my own songs. And then now it's, oh, and I also remember listening to Martina McBride um, and just kind of the smoothness and power behind her vocals. That was someone I really looked up to. Lately now I've actually been kind of getting more into bluegrass and kind of the Americana type of stuff. So I really like Muscadine Bloodline. I think they're still in that country genre. I've also been listening to a group called Jamestown Revival and, you know, then some bluegrass stuff and, um, you know, kind of a mix a little bit across the board. Very cool. Yeah. I love asking because there's always artists that I haven't heard before that, you know, other people want to check out too. It's always interesting. It also gives a sense too of like what goes into the songs. I really think a mm-hmm. lot of, especially in, in sort of this this like pop country uh, category, there's like a lot of difference now in almost cross genre approach, maybe pulling in some blues, maybe pulling in some what mm-hmm. we considered Americana and sort of merging it. It, go, it kind of works for really any genre. So it's fun to go into, I think the, the inspirations and the influences as well uh, mm-hmm. for people. 
Yeah, it's crazy how, you know, I, I look at it like music is music. You know, I think there's certain standards between genres, but if you really look at it as a whole, there's so much you can pull from even, you know, 50s doo-wop to nowadays new country and kind of fly and find blends within that um, to kind of create your own sound and what works best for you. What are the best places for people to keep up with you and, and what are some of the other things that they can look forward to? Yeah, so, you know, best places to keep up with me is definitely... I mean, right now, kind of this digital type world is going to be social media. So Instagram is probably what I'm most active on. I try to um, keep up with people there. So if they reach out, say, hey, I'm always pretty responsive. You know, I'm on Facebook, too, and Twitter. It's all Casey underscore Ahern or Casey Ahern Music. Um, All my videos on YouTube as well. And then kind of looking you know, into the future. I know we mentioned Bradley. We actually just filmed a video for it up on the ranch. So that'll be releasing sometime in March. And, you know, it really shows scenery. It shows, um, you know, we're on horseback and everything. So it's a really cool kind of video for people to immerse themselves in and kind of escape from, you know, if they're confined in their own home right now. Yeah, I think it's almost more important than ever to have some of that natural connection into media that you consume as an escape, for sure. Especially Mm -hmm. now that we're trapped. Absolutely. 